0: Ciao, hope you're having a wonderful day. Welcome back to your favorite podcast that you've ever possibly listened to, that you continue to listen to, that you engage with the community, that you get these amazing highs when you listen, you feel connected to our community. It's bold perceptions. The podcast focused on raw and uncut positive energy from all these different perspectives in the world. We connect the doers. And today we have a very, very interesting perspective. Someone we've had on the podcast. It's Allie, our favorite psychic. Ooh, the weird word psychic. A lot of people get turned off when you hear that word. But if you listen to this with an open mind, don't take everything you hear for the absolute truth. You could maybe find a lot of pearls of wisdom. Her perspective is one of a kind, to say the least. And it's backed up by many people that go to her for guidance, for help, um, you know, for direction. I think Allie is a very smart person. I think she is connected to something outside of the scientific realm or what we think our reality is. So Jake and her get after it and it's very interesting very interesting but there's a lot of good messages in here and i hope you guys one day will do a little skype session with Allie. i think you would benefit a ton from it i know a lot of people that have done it and they've loved it including jake and george our co host on this podcast. So, hey, I hope you have a wonderful, fantastic day. I hope this episode gives you a little high, motivates you, makes you happy. And don't forget to share this episode. Broaden our community, okay? That would help us. Enjoy. Welcome back. We have
1: Allie the Psychic back on today. Um, since the last time she's been on, I think both George and I have been to see you and uh, both been very satisfied with that. I know he saw you a few weeks ago and he just texted me his mind was blown. He needed a few days to process it. So um, I'm excited to have you back on to kind of talk about what's going on in the world today with uh, astrology. Um, We're living in a crazy time. So I'm going to kick it over to you. Why don't you give yourself or give the listeners a little introduction and uh,
2: yeah yeah well thanks for having me back i appreciate it i love doing these podcasts with you guys it's a lot of fun um and yeah i'm Allie. i'm a psychic if you guys didn't hear the first two podcasts we did together i'm a psychic medium animal communicator uh energy healer uh spiritual teacher intuitive life coach so i really like supporting everybody in their whole their whole journey with however i can do that for them um yeah, these are interesting times. They're meant to be interesting times. They're catalysts for growth and human evolution and really trying to get us to go in some different directions than where we've been headed and trying to get us to be as uncomfortable as possible so we can make those changes. So we can really see that in people's personal lives, and society, kind of everything being shook up for us to really start waking up.
1: Yeah, you can see it there. It's just chaos right now in the world. and. Uh... I was talking to my friends the other day, and it was something that you said on our last podcast about how we choose our lives, basically, essentially, that's what it was, is that, to kind of go off that, so that, that's true, we chose to live in this time, and then I think you said, too, that in this lifetime, we're learning, like, way more lessons, uh, as many lessons as we usually would in a few different lifetimes, can you kind of go off that?
2: yeah so you know reincarnation is a real thing that's sort of the process that we're in we're pure conscious energy before we come into these physical bodies and we're extension of pure consciousness when we're in these physical bodies so it's kind of like an iceberg you see a little bit of a little portion of it above the surface and then there's a lot underneath the surface and that's what we are we're spiritual beings having a human experience not a human being having trying to have a spiritual experience and that's what spiritual awakening is is becoming more and more conscious and having that self-actualization of who and what you really are versus just identifying with what the ego likes to identify and, and put things into small tiny boxes um to conceptualize when we're when we're down here so when we choose to reincarnate again we choose sort of our dna we choose our parents we choose we choose our parents and families and a lot of people will say I, I would I would not choose my parents or family I did not do that well you did um so you're, you choose that based on you know what kind of DNA you want what kind of challenges what kind of support you want what can each family have to offer you to support you in your growth and your evolution and what do you have to offer them so is it a good fit um and you know the whole point of the reincarnation process and the incarnation process and being in these human bodies is spiritual evolution. So again, we are pure conscious energy at a very specific point of attention when we are here. So it's pure conscious energy learning about itself through all of these different experiences and identities and and just this journey and process. Um, but everything is intertwined and connected and. Um, so we sort of have different contracts that we have with other souls, um, contracts obviously is a very human term, um, but we have certain things that we have that we want to experience. And some people have a lot of those things. So it's a little more rigid. Some people really just come down here for the experience of it and for sort of the adventure. So they have less specific, um, details that they're trying to work out. Um, some people might be like, okay, I want to be a doctor in this country at this time. With these parents and I want to work with you know cancer patients and cure cancer so everything that they do really leads them you know on that path and they can't it's not that they can't you know um diverge off that path but everything will kind of lead them back on if they follow their path where other people really come down here just to have the experiences and create and it's more of a creation process of getting to you know explore and experiment and everybody does it some to some degree but some people do it more so everybody that is here right now chose to be here they chose what country they chose what home they chose what family um all of those none of that is just random um and it's all very intentional and so you really choose how you want to experience things and everybody has um kind of purpose and it's not necessarily you know what people think it is like oh okay i'm gonna you know um be a, you know, do a podcast. That's my purpose. Well, your purpose might be teaching or um, being a good speaker or supporting people. And you choose to do that through a podcast or you have different ways you can express your soul's sort of song. I sort of like to explain it like every soul is an instrument and, you know, life is an orchestra. So how, what notes do you want to play? How do you Um, incorporate yourself into sort of the entire, the entire song. And so you have that, everybody, every soul has their own natural talent, skills, gifts that they're here to contribute. And those are sort of our uniquenesses and our weirdnesses. And that's why people kind of say, you know, let your, let your weirdness out. It's why you're here. Your individualism is what you're here. Not everybody, you know, we don't want these robotic systems where everybody's here to do the same thing. That would be very boring. We wouldn't get anything out of it. Um, so your, your, your purpose isn't necessarily your job. It's how you express yourself, what you add and your soul's own, um, sort of journey in the evolution process based on what you've experienced before and what you want to continue to experience and what new things you want to experience. So, so we, there is a lot of choice, but there's a lot of free will involved with it as well. So there's certain people that you might want to meet that your soul contracts to meet in different, um, roles in this life, but sort of how those end up um are more determined than free will. So who you marry and whether you get divorced or stay with them, you know, is determined largely by free will, depending on how spiritually awake you are.
1: About the uh, individualistic point there, we just me and George just did a podcast about groupthink and how that just takes away from your own uniqueness, your own individualism, which is your which is your treat and why you're here. But uh, the reason I started off with this question and kind of came out of the gate with it is because I kind of wanted to just set the scene that we, our souls, kind of chose this time. We wanted to be in this crazy time. Um, can you kind of give us an insight of like what's really going on right now, even just like maybe astrological wise? I know you said free will has been coming up a lot in your um, sessions with people. Um, so can you kind of go off like what's going on with free will? What What is free will? Can you kind of give us the background?
2: Yeah. So let's just start with that question. I know you had a couple of questions in there. So free will is the ability to pick and choose where you, where you go, whether you want to call that fate, destiny, those two words kind of um, get used interchangeably and, and they're a little bit different, but um, the more self-actualization that you do, the more spiritually awake you are, then the more free will you have. So we sort of have this idea that, um, you know, free will dictates everything and it does to a certain degree, depending who you're talking to. Um, free will is one of the strongest, um, one of the strongest energies in the universe as is unconditional love. Um, there's certain, obviously, well, on a tangent about like spiritual laws, the law of karma, all of those things, a law of attraction dictates um, kind of what happens as well, but based on your decisions and your free will. So if some, the majority of people, you know, aren't spiritually awake yet, they're spiritually asleep, meaning they're living their lives um, focused on the material, physical plane, the material, physical world, their material, physical lives. And the majority of the decisions that they're making and the opportunities that they have are based upon past conditioning, DNA, past life karma. So it's kind of being almost like in a robotic mode. You're kind of just on autopilot and you're doing things based on what you've already done, what you think to be the truth, what you have experienced before, what other people are telling you. Where the, So when you start becoming when you start activating more of that spiritual awakening and that more of that self-actualization, then the more free will you have based on how awake you are, if you're more like 20% awake, then you have more free will. You see more options. You are able to um, really start engaging with, different opportunities that you didn't see before and different, being able to make different decisions and using more of your creative potential to create the life that you want. So enlightenment is, you know, the self-actualized is what it is. So we're, you know, I think I already said this or said this in a in a past podcast where, you know, not human beings trying to have this spiritual experience and doing all this ask for projection and, and, and doing all these, Um, supernatural things we are spiritual beings having a human experience so we did choose here to be here at this time to help with this course of human evolution that this is really a fork in the road for human evolution of what we decide and where we decide to take it do we decide you know to go in a really sinister way and that can possibly lead to um a lot of horrible things including our own kind of demise as a species or are we going to evolve in sort of what people call the age of Aquarius, which is more humanitarian pursuits. Um, and realizing kind of, realizing human potential and really doing more of this awakening. And there's this, a lot of what's going on right now in society is this catalyst for growth for us, this catalyst to start awakening, to ask questions we didn't ask. Why do things work this way? Why have we been taught this? Um, can I do, can we do things in a different way that we didn't decide? and I think in the last podcast, we did talk about astrologically what was going on and how we're in, we just started a 30-year cycle in the beginning of January with a Saturn-Pluto conjunction, um, and that's really about transformation, and it's really about this whole process, and being that all the planet, the majority of the planets, including the Saturn-Pluto conjunction, were Capricorn, which is about structures and power dynamics, it's about getting rid of the old, it's about getting rid of the old paradigm, the divine masculine, um, the patriarchy, um, the way things have been run, and, and really breaking that down, but it takes time. So, you know, in this year, yes, there's been a lot that's going on, and some of the things that are happening, which I won't get too specific on them, but I'm sure you can probably um, figure it out, you know, these things didn't have to be as bad and severe and prolonged as they are. And you know, when, when we were first asked about this, a lot of psychics including myself, you know, we saw certain um, timelines for it. And those timelines have been drug out. And there's a lot of people um, that don't want to do the awakening. They don't want to spiritually awaken because they're comfortable, because that's scary, because it's not what they know. And so they're holding on very tightly to this old paradigm, to this old, um, to these old structure and power systems. And it sort of is like all the people that are trying to awaken then have cinder blocks wrapped around their legs while they're t- trying to swim. We try to keep pulling everybody else along, um, but it, it can't be forced. And so, um, so there's, there's a lot of different things going on and there's gonna be um, a lot of things that continue to happen uh, 2020. Um, you know, there's, there's going to be some other things the rest of this year. We're not on the upswing of things getting easier. Uh, we're just not because it's going to take a lot more for us to get to where we're going. And so it's about not going back to the old ways of how things were, but creating new, better ways, ways that are better for everybody. Um, so it isn't this, um, division of race, division of class, um, Excuse me. It's it's really how can everybody be supported instead of you know less than one percent be having the power. It's about the people having the power and, and doing it in a in a way that is much more cooperative um, and much more harmonious and more aligned with the, those unconditional love energies, the higher energies versus where we have been going.
1: So there's a lot of you know it seems like bad negative things happening and those are the things that are forcing us to awaken uh is that so is that a good like entity i guess or is that good energy putting these bad events in here for us to awaken us to force us to grow to put us through this pain or is there like some dark energy dark art stuff at work too
2: well, it kind of depends what uh, you know what objective reality you want to go into with it um but because this is one time when there are multiple objective realities so objective realities are what the majority of people agree on we generally agree that the majority of people agree like we're on earth that earth is round not everybody agrees that but the majority of people have we have sort of this reality that's been created that we all um sort of interface with and um sort of we all can come to some sort of you know um cooperation and agreement with how things work but and then you have your subjective realities and those are your own personal beliefs whether you know what beauty is who's beautiful who's ugly who what's um what you know what kind of foods you like what's good what's bad that kind of thing and so would we talk about you know certain big issues and why people can't agree on them right now it's because some people are very fear-based and some people are more trust-based and the people that are more fear-based are looking at circumstances like oh my gosh this is the apocalypse this is very dangerous everybody oh my we need to just really you know be very scared of what's going on and then there's people um you know I don't feel that way and I can see kind of the undercurrent of what's going on and how it's um, here to benefit it, benefit us and how it's unfolding, and I don't have the same fears as other people, and most spiritual teachers don't and one of the things when you start looking at things from a spiritual perspective is there's no good or bad, and the things that we think are good or bad here are not. Um, so you know a lot of people, death is a bad thing, and in spirituality that that's not bad. it's just a tr- transition. You go back into pure conscious energy, which is basically pure unconditional love, bliss, form. So it's, you know, there's no contrast. It's just basically ecstasy all the time. And how can that be bad? So death itself is not bad. You're going to do it a bunch of times. So when people think of that as like this worst outcome and, and, and people dying, it's like, well, yeah, our human experience doesn't want to lose the people that we love. But in spiritual terms, death is just a new beginning. It's it's just energy changing form. Um, nothing ever ends. So we want to get past sort of these labels as like in in the spiritual aspect of things get past the label of good or bad right or wrong it's experience it's pure consciousness experience in itself and everything that can be created is allowed to exist that doesn't mean we want to spend our time doing negative things or there's not consequences to our actions there are karma is is a thing Um, but the the things that we would label as bad we can say they're challenging um, and they're challenging us to do this growth that we have been called that we have called in because we've wanted this change. So, for example, you know, the um, there's so many different movements I could talk about right now, but a lot of people have really been you know protesting and really wanting more consciousness of the planet, more doing things in a more supportive way, getting rid of plastics really being earth conscious, not destroying the earth. And so, you know, one of the ways that this was supported and the easiest way this was supported was people having to stop what they're doing and withdraw. And then that earth could heal itself while everybody is inside quarantined. We saw pollution levels go down. We saw a lot of amazing things happen for the earth during that time um because that's the path of least resistance and if the la- if the path of least resistance for what we're asking for as a species because there is group consciousness so it's not just our individual our individual personalities that create desires as a species a human species we create group consciousness it's the entire experience of our species every every species has this um and even just all beings contribute to it as well and so the things that we have been asking for change, like more equality, more love, more um, more harmony, ha- can It would take too long to do that for everybody to just get on board. So it's like, what's the easiest path? Okay, here's, you're gonna you get to experience this. What's the path of least resistance? Destruction leads to creation. So a lot of the things that we're calling in for this transformation, we have called in. And it's not that we're cursed or there's, um, you know, some horrible thing taking place. And I'm not saying that those things aren't happening, that there aren't, you know, dark. It's not dark versus light. It's we need light to experience dark and we need dark to experience light. Everything gets to exist in this third dimensional space. So it's how do we use these and bring more unity and harmony into this space? And I know that kind of is off on a couple different areas. I don't know if that really answered your question. Um, But I have have
1: a a question regarding that. So you say that these people, so let's say coronavirus, for example. Um, I'm not very afraid of it at all. But there's a lot of people that are in this fear-based mentality that you say. But aren't they getting this kind of, fear pushed onto them is that so like if they're watching the news 24 7 then on the news it's just brutal negative negative scare 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 is that something dark like art's going on with like the news then is like pushing this fear onto people or is that just natural and um, the path of least resistance kind of like you said that's just bound to happen that needs to happen
2: both so um with those objective realities, if we take coronavirus, there's multiple, but let's just say there's two categories instead of um, more than that. So let's say there's um, the people that are more in alignment, that are in a state of trust that are like, you know, I'm not afraid of this. I understand it's a real thing. So we're not going to go off in the complete conspiracy theory that there is no cor- coronavirus.
1: Yeah, but I, agree. I agree. It's a real virus.
2: Yeah. it's It's a real virus, but this is... It's different than the flu, absolutely, but this isn't necessarily more dangerous than other things we've experienced. It's not the bubonic plague.
1: I was just going to say.
2: Right, so this isn't something that's going to wipe out humanity that we need to be terrified of, and those are the people that are more in a state of trust and alignment and having those experiences. Now, then there's the other group that's more fear-based, and So they're going to be like, "Yep, oh my gosh, this is really something to be scared of. Look at all this evidence. And that's the other thing you can find scientists right now, because there are parallel realities going, you can find scientists and experts on both sides right now, because both of those sides are being created. So the people that are more fear-based are creating a reality where everything they see, everybody that they talk to validates their experience. And that's part of law of attraction. Whatever you focus on expands your reality and that's why i'm gonna pull myself back from going off on a different tangent because there's so many things i can say about this but so we want to see the well-being of the earth we want to connect with the well-being of what is while we look at the action steps that can be taken so you know be out in the sun wash your hands you know eat well you know, if you live off McDonald's, you're more likely to get sick of anything, you know, like a cold can take you down easier if if you're not taking care of yourself and people that are already predisposed to getting sick. So if you're in, you know, the coronavirus, we know people that are over the age of 60, people of certain demographics, people that have certain conditions are more, um, are more likely to get this. So those are things that I think everybody can more or less agree on. Those are kind of things that kind of pull the objective realities together. Um, So those people should be more careful. Um, Where the the other group, the fear-based group, is going to expand that. So if you're looking at at it in two different ways, we want to pull as many of the fear-based people into the more aligned version of events so we can expand that versus expanding Oh my gosh this is going to kill everybody this is something that we all have to never leave our houses and you know never seeing each other again and this is this is our new normal and it's never going to change because the more we focus on that the more that expands that reality and we don't want that objective reality to take over and so are there so going back to what i was saying about the saturn pluto conjunction and the old patriarchy there are power structures in place that And I don't want to get too much into like lose too much of your audience because certain conspiracy theories are true certain you know just like certain conspiracy theories aren't true and are completely just insane but certain things that are that are labeled as conspiracy theory are truth and people hide behind sort of these cloaks, um, these veils of perception and say, you know, that's crazy, this this isn't happening. Um, Anybody that says this is crazy, um, to minimize the amount of power that's given away. And so these old structures are grasping right now at everything they can to not lose their power, because it's about power and money. Um, And so are there lies being fed to try to control the population? You know, from my reality, yes, that happens. Other people's realities, no. But the majority of people um, that you know have a deeper intuition do sense that that's going on and see that that's going on, and that that's just part of what's happening. And so we want to, when we do more awakening. Mm, these power structures stay in place because people don't see them and because people stay asleep to what's going on and they live in the physical material plane where everything is um, easily trying to like use the most gentle terms, um, where it's about consumption and production. And it's very basic and it's very simplistic and people just know what they know, and they go about their lives and die, and there's no questioning of authority or questioning of why are we taught this, or, you know, how come this doesn't make sense, and so when we start asking those questions, um, then we start seeing things not as they appear, Um, but the whole point of what's happening now, um, and we're going to start seeing with Mars and Aries, Mars is in its own sign of Aries, which is sort of this warrior and this um in, in its positive traits it's action it's uh, movement forward and it's in its negative traits it's anger and destruction and violence and um kind of that conquest um and conqueror sort of mentality and we're we're gonna see a lot of people a lot of unrest happening especially with chiron retrograde which is about really seeing the wounds and the pain and how we need to transmute that. So. You know, in society, we're going to see more people protesting. We're going to see, you know, around the world, not just in the United States. Um, And with these, if anybody doesn't know about, you know, a really good example where we can't deny what's going on with power structures, if we look at the credit system that's happening right now in China, have you, do you know about this or what's happening with that?
1: The social credit in China?
2: Right, where you're constantly monitored, you're on multiple cameras every second of the day, basically, and everything from what you choose to put in your grocery cart to who you interact with, with the job you have, all gains you points, or you know, you get points deducted from your system, and you're, and the system determines you know how much money you make, if you're allowed to travel, if you're allowed to leave, what you're allowed to do. So it's a very controlling system. Um, so we're going to start seeing more of this. Collision between what people want and what is trying to be perpetuated upon us. Um, the key here, though, is connection. That hate is the only enemy, and fear is the only enemy, and an enemy of God. That's a human term. There's no really enemies. It's about learning and evolution. But when we start breaking down those old narratives that people are very afraid to change. Um, then we start coming together, and we see communities form instead of separation. It's no longer white versus, you know, black versus Asian versus this. It's no longer uh, middle class versus poor versus rich versus all of these. It's human beings. It's compassion. It's connection. It's support. And that doesn't mean that there's no, you know, likes and dislikes, but it's not People are controlled and manipulated through um, sort of systems and trying to think of a little bit better words and get the communication a little bit clearer. But distraction and aversion, and the more that we fight amongst each other, the less than we can make decisions in everybody's greatest good. So I think that most of the people in the United States, at least, can agree that there needs to be a change in. You know how the health system works and the how and you know there's not a lot of places on this planet where getting healthy you can go bankrupt that you that you know it, it's about how much money you spend not finding a cure and so if people stopped fighting amongst each other and we all demanded change on a on a large scale and we all just said you know there's different ways to do it this is just an example that won't come to be but if everybody said hey not one of us is gonna pay insurance one more second, one more dime until you fix this. And you know, hospitals and doctors all, all agree with this and they're gonna to continue to, to work and not charge people until this is taken care of, then there would need to be change. If people come together, really come together, not just small groups, but that's when change, that's the only way real change can occur, but people need to do the awakening to be able to do that.
1: Well, yeah thing is we all agree. I feel like almost all of Americans agree on like, there needs to be change. Um, There needs to be equality. But then what they do is they just go in and they just divide us on the stupidest things. And it just keeps us separated. Is there a way for people that aren't really able yet to recognize the manipulation that goes on to keep us divided? Is there a way For us to take steps like to progress ourselves, to begin to awaken, to be able to see, you know, things for what they really are.
2: Stop trying to convince everybody of things they're not ready to know. So, what happens and what one of the opportunities we had with the quarantine was everybody to isolate, go inside, and go within themselves. So, in The great spiritual traditions, the spiritual teachings, the ancient wisdom traditions, um, it was know thyself, the Oracle of Delphi, her greatest teaching, know thyself. It's about knowing who and what you are, and that's where change occurs. Very little change ever occurs from arguing on Facebook, from trying to force people to see your perspective. People need to do that themselves. So the more you do it for yourself and just the people around you being like wow you seem different things seem to be going easier for you you seem like you glow you seem like you have this state of well-being everything just falls into place for you what do you do different than me what is what's the secret what's what's going on and you say nothing i you know here are the things I, i got more mindful here are the spiritual teachers i follow i started really doing this you can call it personal growth instead of spiritual growth, because sometimes spiritual growth turns people off, but it's never, the greatest change you can have in the world is your ripple effect. And that's by doing what you need to do and connecting with yourself first. You can do very little when you're not in alignment. One person in alignment can do more good than thousands that aren't. So we see that in the world with leaders like Martin Luther King, with people that are have this sense of unconditional love and compassion there's no there's no ulterior motives it's um it's just by changing yourself first that you change the world it always comes within first and then you know being in a role that can support other people with it when the people are ready and doing that in baby steps so like even with my readings i don't treat every reading and every person the same it's it's I try to translate information in ways that people can understand so people that are brand new to this I try to explain it in a way that um, that they can understand with with terms they can understand with people that are have been studying spirituality their whole lives I know I don't have to hold back and the phrases that I use and the um, you know the language I use to communicate can change and we can get through things you know sometimes a little bit faster but it has to be done in, in a way that isn't shoved onto people. Um, because people reject anything that is usually against what the narrative that they know. And so something has to be able to change their mind for them to accept new narratives. otherwise it's just it's too hard, it's too challenging for them. it's too it's too frightening for them.
0: Yeah,
1: that, that I've had personal experience where I've just bombarded the other side with things that they didn't agree with their reality like you said and i want to go off that you mentioned it too before is this multiple realities going at going on at once uh scott adams who nick really likes he's a cartoonist author he said that basically right now what's going on is in the politics world and just in the u.s in general is there's one screen and two movies so there's like two different things going on at once two different realities going on at once people are seeing the basically what you you were saying is that so are you basically saying that in a literal sense that there is really two realities going on not even just in a subjective sense like he was saying like literally there is multiple realities happening at once like on this plane
2: yeah and so everybody has their subjective realities. So everybody has their own realities. So as many people as there are walking around on this planet, there are that many realities. And, um, but yeah, there are certain timelines, um, timelines, not being the frame of time, but more in, in the um, language of realities, there are multiple realities being created. And that's why people can be arguing about the same thing. So you can put, you know, the number nine on the floor and have one person stand on one end and it's a six to them and somebody standing on the other and it's a nine and nobody can see that if they just change places that, that they would be seeing the same thing. It's, it's arguing over the same thing for a lot of them, but it's also, we have to understand, you know, law of attraction is a part of this. So their experience will validate themselves. So for me, the clients that I get, the people that are in my life share, um, share my views. So I have doctor or I have, um, clients that are lobbyists, politicians, doctors, nurses, um, every frame and walk of life, people that are part of Fortune 500 companies and the presidents of those. And so their experiences and my experiences about how we feel about, let's say the coronavirus, are mirrored because I'm in a state of alignment and trust. So I pull in other people that we share that, that, that experience where other people that are more fear-based that like, oh my gosh, we're, you know, the opposite of that um, are gonna pull in those people where they're meeting doctors that are scared and, and they know and other people, you know, like, oh, but, but my sister's friend, you know, like, oh, we know all these people that are in the hospital and dying from it. And, you know, so they're validating their experiences. So that is a legitimate reality that they're not wrong. That is a reality that has been created. So that's why it's so hard to try to, you know, well, why can't I talk reason or logic? Why can't the, you know, why can't everybody wear masks? Or why do people feel like they have to wear masks? It doesn't make sense. Because that's literally their reality. Like, they are creating their own kind of version of events. And, and so it's, that it is becoming kind of a, a separation in a way. And the way I'm describing it is going to mean different things to different people. So more people that have a lot of spiritual knowledge are kind of going to disagree with what I'm saying a little bit. But for the context of your question, um, yes, that there are um, multiple kind of realities being created right now around what's happening, um, which doesn't always happen um, the way it's happening right now. So that's one of the things that we need to sort of Ew. Accept, but but find harmony within and not, um, basically, every, you know, everybody needs to align with compassion first and have their opinions of things be second, but see each other as human beings, whether you're wearing a mask or not, whether you are, whether you believe in what's going on or not, whether you are Democrat or Republican, there's this just enormous lack of compassion that's happening and there's this enormous amount of self righteousness that i'm right and my side is going to save us from x that your side will doom us and there has to you there has to be this you know people need to get off their high horses and their self righteousness because even i'm not right if i were to step into that other reality i would be wrong so it's respecting that and and just treating each other with compassion
1: right now. Yeah. That. So so perfectly. We don't see each other as humans right now. I see it I'm on Twitter and I see it firsthand there. It's and they don't even listen to the other side. It's no, right away, no. I am this. And so you are, it's, it's just, I know this, I know it's not listening. There's no dialect. There's no conversation. Um, there was some
2: amazing thing that happened, um, which is something that I wish everybody experienced. I took a class in high school and, um, I don't remember what we talked about in the last podcast. So if I already talked about this, let me know, but it was like a legal class. And, um, Your grade depended on how well you could argue something. So let's say um, you were gonna argue, you know, the teacher had, okay, they had certain topics. So let's say abortion, because they were like trigger topics. So you would say people, okay, who's for abortion? And you would raise your hand, not knowing what this, um, or who's against abortion, and you raise your hand. But you wouldn't know, you didn't know where he was going with this. So your grade depended on this final kind of test. And so if you were, but pro-life, you would have to argue pro-choice, and your grade didn't depend on, your grade depended on how well you argued um, the opposite of what you believed in, because lawyers had, lawyers had to do that, and it was essentially like, I wanted to be an attorney, and I was taking this class, but, so, don't start judging or criticizing until you have really researched the other person's side okay why do people think that we shouldn't wear masks okay i'm going to research you know people think it's a loss of oxygen people that have had trauma in their life have a really hard time with it people that have certain um illnesses have a hard time wearing masks um why do people think that it's you know gonna lead to you know government control if we wear masks what are all these conspiracy theories and then, okay, what, what is the justification for wearing masks if you're against wearing masks? Do the research, what, you know, what science says, why people believe it so strongly before, um, before you come at it from your angle. So can you see the other person's perspective and really try to? And that's really important right now. Yeah, and
1: I don't know why, you know why it is right now that we are so combative with each other and so quick to just argue instead of come at it from compassion. Was there, were we raised that way? Like, why is it right now that it seems that nobody can get along?
2: Part of it is stress. We're put under, you know, this is a lot of trauma that nobody, um, really has experienced. So like our generations haven't been through world wars. We haven't been through some of the things that, you know, our grandparents have been through. I mean, some of those people, yes, are still alive. That, that didn't happen that long ago, but the, the trauma that we're experiencing is new um, for a lot of people. And quarantine, you know, that World War II that happened, you know, you, the blisses, you had to like go inside, you had to turn off the lights. Um, but it is incredibly stressful and our sense of security and what we've known has, um, has essentially been torn away from us. Um, the fact that in a lot of places, Minnesota is one of these places that there are measures put in place. Um, one of them is a governor's line where you're supposed to call on your neighbor. So if your neighbor isn't following those guidelines of quarantine, it's kind of like 19, the book 1984, you're supposed to kind of rat them out. Um, and so there's this paranoia as well. And there is this sense of like, what if I'm wrong? Okay. I really don't believe I should wear a mask, but oh my gosh, what if I'm wrong? Or, you know, I think masks are the right way to go, but what if I'm wrong? And so we're under this amount of pressure that just, we're not used to. We're used to stress from jobs. We're used to pressure that we can pinpoint, that we can find an action plan for, that there's some sort of relief for, and there's no relief for them. Um, So escapism is huge right now, and especially with what, you know, like Neptune and and Uranus are doing. So people are trying, you know, drugs, alcohol, food, sex, you know, how can I escape this? How can I get away with this versus how can I engage with this and find um, a more active solution? Um, So it's, it's a lot harder for people when they're under, you know, stress and pressure to really connect with you know their heart center with their compassion um it's very unnatural and very um very poisonous for us to be under this much stress it's very toxic for us to release these sort of hormones into our body constantly and be flooding them and so a lot of people are feeling exhausted as well Mm -hmm. Um, we're being told how to live we're being told we can't see family members we're being told you know we shouldn't be going outside that we shouldn't be gathering together Um, And especially, you know, in Minnesota, summer is our festivities, gathering, like, this is our time to shine and live life. And, you know, like, we don't get that unless we want to, you know, have be judged, you know, like the people that are doing that, a lot of people are judging them, um, because they're not, they're not being responsible. So, you know, it's, you're getting, you're getting so many, you're getting bombarded um, with so, from so many different angles and there's so much negative negativity being present right now that it's a lot harder for people to connect with to to basically be in alignment and to connect with their higher self and that's why the last couple years it's been so you know if you follow spiritual teachers or if you get readings you know from people that that are also spiritual teachers it's been What are, you know, what are your daily rituals? Have practices in place? How do you ground? How do you center? You know, like, it's really been this focus of learning how to do these things before we got to 2020. So you have resources and tools to fall back on. But that still doesn't make it easy for anybody for what's going on right now. It's there's everybody is feeling it in some way. And there's no escaping that.
1: And that, yeah, and that, like you said, would make us more combative and I think maybe a lot of people maybe I'm wrong here but a lot of people are scared to look inward and face themselves and so they're so quick to turn on the next person and so they don't have to face themselves and everybody's going around trying to fix others others and live their lives and very judgmental and it's on both sides the for example the mask wearers and the non-mask wearers they're both looking at each other like you're stupid for not wearing anyone you're whatever for wearing one so we got to get to a place of like you said looking at it as compassion is there is that is that i know you said we have some more rocky roads ahead of us here where can you give us any insight on like where this goes if does it get better is there any is there any light at the end of the tunnel what what's what's the rest of the year look like
2: There's always light at the end of the tunnel. And, you know, we need to connect with hope. We need to connect with love. And we need to start, there's more well-being that still exists on this planet than anything else. And we need to start focusing on that. So we need to get off Facebook and social media, unless you're in really positive groups, unless you follow positive people, need to turn off TV. We need to, you know, do things responsibly, not put people in danger. But we need to, you know, connect with nature and each other in, in responsible ways. Um, there's a lot of different things that can occur. And like I said, it it depends on the speed at what people, what, at which people awaken. And you are right. Uh, people are very afraid to go within. You know, it's, that's a very... Scary thing. There are a lot of things that hide in our shadows, in our subconscious, and it's called doing shadow work. And when we don't do that, we project and transfer all of those fears, all of that anger, all of those judgments that we have on ourselves onto other people. Um, so doing that is uncomfortable, and people seek comfort, especially right now. So the fact that our external experience is so uncomfortable, why the hell would anybody want to go within and have more discomfort? But it's the way out, and so. You know, I am seeing some tumultuous things happen for the rest of 2020. So, you know, you still gotta stay buckled up for this ride. Um, and unfortunately, I'm not seeing, you know, New Year's, New Year's Day 2021, everything's better. Here we go. That's that's not gonna be the case, unfortunately. Um, you know, the next 30 year, like I said, we're in a 30-year cycle, we're in a couple thousand year cycle um to get to where we're going. That doesn't mean there's not gonna be improvements, but you know focusing on things that bring you hope, that bring you not just pleasure, but happiness. That's another big thing right now for people to understand the difference between pleasure and happiness. Pleasure is fantastic. Like, yes, eat some ice cream. Don't live off of ice cream. That's not going to bring you happiness. It's going to bring you diabetes. So do you want the long-term or do you want the short-term and having a balance with that and understanding that Sometimes, you know, understanding how that works. And so there are things, yes, you want to do things that bring you pleasure, but you want to focus on long-term sustainable happiness and finding peace within as well, um, and not using escapism. So um, doing, you know, just going within, whether that's spiritual, whether you call that spiritual growth and spiritual work, whether you call that personal development, um, whether that's going to healers or counselors and therapists um journaling um spending more time alone but the biggest thing even if people aren't going to do that is doing things they enjoy like what what brings you joy what 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 makes you happy and finding ways that you can do that what brings you hope what what you know what do you really what makes what well, just brightens your day? Watching videos of cats on YouTube, you know, spend 10 minutes doing that if that's what really gives you hope to that humanity and this planet are worth saving. And it's not just a dumpster. Or we're not just headed completely downhill. Um, but there's still more good that exists in people than anything else. And starting when you have interactions with people, seeing them as just another you, everybody wants the same basic essential things, and that's to be seen, to be heard, to be understood, um, and not just in a way of communication, but as as a human being. Everybody just wants compassion, and the people that need it the most often are the people that are the hardest to give it to. Um, Give it to them anyway, and doing those things Finding ways to improve somebody else's day, whether it's another person or an animal helping a turtle cross the road, you know, doing those things are what is going to bring the change. It's not necessarily, although the big things need to be changed too, there's so many huge ginormous, you know, topics and things that we need to go in a different direction with, whether that's prison reform and health insurance and, you know, minimum weight, all of these things. And and those do need work, but it's the little things that that matter the most. It's, you know, holding the door open for someone while looking them in the eye and treating them as a human being. It's hugs. It's, you know, saving animals. It's planting a tree. Like those little things are giant ripple effects. And if everybody started doing five of those a day, like we would see a giant change.
1: The little things... Are instantaneous things that can improve your life. Where those big things, they take time. And I just kind of had an epiphany while you were talking there. I see. When this all started, I was expecting a quick. When I've seen things about the Great Awakening, I was expecting a quick, you know, few month process. But when you were talking there, to like even change the minimum wage, prison reform, all these things are pretty significant. It takes a lot of time. And we are just now are really starting to have the conversation. People are really now just starting to take action and um, movements are finally starting to pop up. So it, essentially, it sounds like we're at the start and this is going to be a growing process. But like you said, there is light at the end and whether it's 5, 10, 30 years from now, we will get there. Um, so yeah, I am, I kind of on the right path there, right track. Yeah okay okay well um as we kind of come to an end here i gotta get my lawn mowed before the sun goes <laughs> down uh is there anything else that's any final words that you got uh you've been great a lot of thing i love about having you on is you have all this like knowledge but you also have these actions that people can take and you put it out in a great way so thank you but is there any uh final words you got
2: i mean kind of just what i said already just you know love each other like you know we can all do better and and we can all improve and we can all heal and um like i mentioned briefly chiron retrograde which is a minor planet asteroid so astrology doesn't um it explains what's happening it doesn't cause things to happen but it's about healing your deepest wounds and when we do that it you know accelerates everything so this is really a time to look at what's coming up um, both in society, but both in ourselves. And when we heal, we become, you know, the best versions of ourselves. Um, so anything, you know, meditation, mindfulness, learning about neuroscience and how the brain works and how changing your beliefs work. Um, anything like that, that people engage in is, is really helpful. Yoga, you know, spending time outdoors with animals, like it doesn't have to be these huge things or like oh my gosh you need to go to this seminar and it's a weekend and you need to spend twenty thousand dollars like that's not that's not a it's it's sometimes it's appropriate sometimes it's not um but that's not needed it's really not it's it's a process and this is a process and it's not looking for those quick fixes or like okay you know 2020 it's gonna be over and everything's gonna get better like hmm no uh I, You know, I hate being the bearer of bad news, and so many people want me to be like, okay, yep, it's just a 2020 thing, we're gonna look back on this and laugh, and everything's gonna get better after this, and it's or after the election, everything's, you know, gonna go back to normal of what it was, and it's it's not. Um, so it's, you know, activating your mind and, and starting to think for yourself, not just with what the media says, not with what the conspiracy theorists say, like, Re- start researching start start looking at history and how history is replaying itself what lessons have we not learned um, so it, it's it's doing all of those things but really starting to you know think for ourselves is important too but just enjoy life right now when you're enjoying life and you're not anxious and stressed out you're in alignment you're getting nudges you're connecting with your intuition um, and you can make a better difference and a more impactful difference for the better
1: I kind of said it Yeah, you literally, those are the thoughts I have on a daily basis. It's like you're reading my mind and putting it out there. But thank you so much, Allie, for coming on. I always, always enjoy it. I hope to have you on again soon. And I hope to have uh, another little uh, session with you here soon. So thank you so much. Uh, Have a great rest of your night. I'm going to go mow my lawn.
2: (laughs) Thanks. Thanks for having me back on and have a good night.
1: Thank you.